Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. They travel at speeds pushing 200 miles per hour. The very best drivers in the world putting their lives on the line every week. It's time to get the lowdown on this week's contenders, plus a look at the key driver matchups. Right now on Gone Racing. Welcome into another edition of Gone Racing. Jeff Motley alongside Brendan Gone here at the Vison Studios at the South Point Hotel Casino. The, the, the little foreshadowing. A little foreshadowing. Might be the last time. This might be the last time we're actually in, <laughs> in this studio. We're still being the sports book at the South Point Casino. But, yeah, next week. Um, Beeson's getting busy again. Yes, there's going to be a full. Love to ske- say the world's getting back to normal. But yeah, full schedule of shows. That, you know, that's true. I don't, I don't know if it's that far, ever going to be normal again, yeah. but that's another story for another day. Well, Brendan, we had a doubleheader at Dover this past weekend. And big shock. Denny Hamlin and Kevin Harvick won the two races. <laughs> well, hold on. Kind of a big shock because we talked last week ad nauseum about Denny Hamlin had not ever won at Dover. And we, I kind of poo-pooed him a little bit, said, I don't know if that, that and, and it was really funny. We said the same thing about Kevin Harvick at Pocono. Well, and we couldn't remember Pocono, by the way, we need to give Josh Jones our yeah, buddy a little credit. That, <laughs> that's where I was going is uh, uh, old mother function, Josh Jones, who is Kevin Harvest's business manager, runs KHI. Right. He, but it's good to know that one, guys are listening to us, but two, he was listening and thought we were live on air. And last week, you and I couldn't remember that we said we poo-pooed Kevin somewhere that he hadn't won. And of course he won. And I got a text message, just one word that said Pocono. And I looked at my phone and I text Josh, I go, uh... Kansas. <laughs> and he's like, you're not live. Are you? I go, no, we're not. I go, Oh, he goes, that's the track you couldn't remember. So, um, yeah. but we did poo poo Denny a little bit and say, Oh, Denny hadn't won there. And we didn't think Denny would win. And, you know, and, and what did those two do once again, prove why Denny Hamlin and Martin and Kevin Harvick are just flat out the best in the sport right now. I, I'm going to be shocked if we don't go to Phoenix and they're not just the two guys that are going to decide it. You said it year, uh, what was it, two years ago when they had the big three and everybody was saying, I said, look, they could not make, I mean, you can not end up with them there, even with all those. Well, that was the year points. that Joey Logano won it. He was the one not in the big three. And Remember, he made had, it with the first race. Harvick, Kyle Busch, and Martin Tricks Jr. And Logano and, wins at Martinsville, gets himself into Homestead, and he ends up winning the championship. I'm just saying with the final race being at Phoenix, with, I mean, you really want to bet against Kevin Harvick no, or Danny Hamlin oh no, at Phoenix? You, you ain't going to bet against Kevin Harvick for sure at Phoenix. But for me, what I look at is that, Kevin Harvick and Denny have enough points. Now, there's only two of them, not three. 
So you could get two winners in those two races and still have Danny and Kevin point their way in. Correct. So it's a little different than the big three, but I mean, that's great. what I mean. I think these two guys are locked into yes. Homestead almost. Yes. It's going to be really hard for it's them not hard. to go to Homestead. Saturday, Saturday's race, though, Jeff, if, if we're talking about specifically Saturday, Denny Hamlin got his first win there. He was plus 550 as the winner. He was a plus 150 as a top three. He won his group. At, how about that? Remember that? We talked about that. It's Denny Hamlin plus 325, the dog in group A, and we were like, I still wouldn't bet him. Well, that's why sometimes... Well, and I'm not shocked that Denny Hamlin won not the race either. I, I, I tell you what was most impressive is I think Kevin Harvick drove the second half of the race with a broken track bar, and he still finished in the top ten, um, which was – he raced his, his way all the way up through the field to get in the top ten, and then he was so dominant on Sunday. I mean, he just owned the place on Sunday. Sunday, it was, it was swept all three stages. Just It was ridiculous what he was able to do. We did see Saturday a Kyle Busch sighting, top three. And, and, and remember, he was plus 300 for a top three. Right, and, and, and he probably would have had a really good run on Sunday, but there early in the race there was a crash he got run into from behind by Chase Elliott while uh, I think it was Ricky Stenhouse was spinning or yep. somebody, and he got run into from behind, and the car never was right never came after back that. It was, there, it was a but, fair amount of damage. But you look at what he did there, it, it, and, and remember what I said was if Kyle Busch is top five on Saturday, I bet him to win Sunday. Well, we had the problem Sunday, but – we keep wanting to say Kyle Busch is dead. Top three ran well, looked good. I'm, I'm not ready to stick a fork in him. Well, I'm not sticking a fork in him, but I'm still going to stick to what I said, that if he does not win one of those first three playoff races, I could easily see him going home. It could very easily happen because he has no playoff points. No, he has no playoff He's points. Got, but he can Cole, still – Custer has more playoff points than Kyle Busch. But if he finishes third, third, and third in the three races, he'll still advance. Maybe. I'm not com- I'm not hundred percent committed to that. <laughs> uh, and if he does or and if he does advance out of those three races, now you're talking about what's the next get, three races? Get that, it gets tougher are, and tougher. Are, now you're talking about Las Vegas, where he has not run well a mile and a half at all this year. And you're talking about Talladega, where he's just gonna have to be in the right place shoot. at the right time. Well, you know, by the way, J V T used that earlier on on the in his show too. And then you've got the Roval, which I think Kyle could do very well there, but nobody's beating Chase Elliott or Martin Truex Jr. at the road. So I'm just saying that that Kyle, he he's behind the eight ball a little bit right now. He's not well. No, behind the eight ball is what's going on right now with the what? bottom four, three. I'm going to say it's a three man race. Three, three guys for two spots unless we get an upset winner. Matt Ricky Stenhouse Jr. wins and this race. And listen, that's we all know. That's we all say. I'm not going to use crap suit, but we can get a winner that is definitely not. One of the top you know, next year when you're not racing at Daytona, you're going to start calling it a crap. No, I won't. Too. I'm going to tell you the same exact thing. <laughs> but right now you got Matt DiBenedetto, who is nine points ahead of Jimmy Johnson. You've got William Byron, who is four points ahead of Jimmy Johnson. And William Byron's in. And then you have Jimmy Johnson, four points behind. Eric Jones won this race last year. He could win. Tyler Reddick has run well. He could win. Michael McDowell has run well. He could win. Ty Dillon could win these. There, there is a litany of people that could win this race, but right now the pressure is on, and Matt Benedetto, who was looking so, I think maybe a month ago we said, oh, Matt's. Yeah, they've really kind of fallen off. They did not have a good weekend at Dover. No, um, bad. A little surprised by that. That's, put, that's what put him in this position. And I think if you're Matt Benedetto, you really, really are counting on 
Brad Keselowski, Joey Logano, and Ryan Blaney helping you at Daytona. I mean, you've got to say, okay, my, my other Penske brothers, we got to stick together. Are going to take and, a look at me. And, and no. I think, you know, you've been in a lot of those oh, yeah. races. And you know those Penske cars probably do as good a job sticking together as any team The does. only team that proved me that they can do better than a Penske was Gibbs a couple years ago when they started this whole deal. But Penske always has been... They they know how to be teammates and they will protect a teammate. But how about the fact you got teammates? Well, and and you know I've heard William Byron. He did a Zoom call earlier on on Thursday, and he said, "Look, this whole plan is for me and Jimmy to both get in and Matt to, to be, be out. out. And that's, oh, that's what Chevrolet is trying to do. That's what Hendrick's trying to do. But then your Penske out there, you're just trying to make sure Matt D gets in there, and you don't care if it's William Byron or Jimmy Johnson that goes home. And let's and, and here's the deal." If we, if you, Eric Jones, Tyler Reddick, Christopher Bell, any of these guys win this race, well, two of those three guys are going home. Then you can end up with two of them out. Yeah, you could have both Hendrick cars out, Matt D. And, and that would have, not shock me. No, it and and you know it's it's funny we, we we're just naming Eric Jones or Tyler Reddick. There is a as you said, there is a litany of people that can win this. So I mean, you end up I, what I see coming in this race, and this is where the betters are going to have to be careful. It's going to be a difficult race for the betters. Stage one and stage two. You have a situation right now where William Byron, Matt DiBenedetto, Jimmy Johnson are going to be racing for every single point. Now The stages are huge. And you just named that, okay, we're talking about three guys. Those three guys each have three other guys that are going to be helping them get points. You're, now you're talking about eight and nine cars that are going to be trying to work to get stage points. It's going to be a battle for these stage ends. Well, and Lynn, let me ask you, if you're, if you're one of the, if you're the Penske cars, mm-hmm. are you going to try to position Matt in front of the three of you at the end of each stage? It's not so much that you're going to try to position him in front of you. You're just going to try to make sure that, because it's, it's very difficult to put them in a single line, like to say, okay, you're here, you're here. You kind of have to make your way in, but they're going to try to get together and make sure that they can be nose to tail, pushing each other wherever they want to go to move where they want. If you put all four of those fours together and you put them on the outside, the inside, the middle, they will move forward. They've got that, that Rauchet's horsepower right now is pretty spectacular. They will push a line forward. They want one in the front leading the draft, one in the middle, and they want to push and get the heck out of there. And that's what the goal is going to be. And I think we've seen in a lot of these races, you know, even though he hasn't been to victory lane that much, Joey Logano seems to be able to get out. Oh, no, he knows and the, he's oh, really good at leading the pack. If you're for, asking for me what time. the best overall super speedway race team driver setup lineup is, it is absolutely Penske with Joey Logano, Brad Kozlowski, the multiple wins they have, and Ryan Blaney has flat out proven he is a super speedway racer. Forget the crapshoot thing that you guys like to talk about. Those three guys right there have proven they are great. Now, Matt Benedetto, you may not know, but Matt Benedetto is a phenomenal super speedway racer. And he's run well. If he hasn't gotten caught up in an accident, he's had good that's finishes. All. And that's so you have probably the best super speedway lineup in those four drivers. And if I'm a better, even with all the, the, ins and outs and odds that you're going to get of this, I am, I would look at those four right off the bat and say, oh, yeah, I I like that lineup. I could do a Penske-only lineup, and I could be pretty happy. Let me ask you, if you as, all right, now, and you're, you're a part-time driver, so you're not one of the guys that's going to make it into the playoffs. How do you think these guys like the fact that Daytona is oh, the cutoff of the regular it. season? All right, no, but, and I love that. I love the fact that right, they probably right, hate it. All right, but right now, I think there's only three guys that hate it. no. I think there's more than three. I think because, okay, right really? now. Ricky yes. Stenhouse Jr. has got no shot 
If, if, if he this, loves it. No, Ricky right, loves this it. This cutoff race was Dover. There's, there's guys that love it. But you're talking about right now, you know why Kevin Harvick and Eric Alamrola and and the, the Stuart Hosfords hate it? Because right now there's a Ford meeting saying, hey, we want Matt Benedetto in the show. Or we want you to help Michael McDowell get in the show. So they're hating it because they're being asked to do a, a manufacturer order. And Chevrolet right now is saying, hey, we got to have – you, they you really know want Jimmy. And well, you know, there's a, there's a private meeting saying we want Jimmy in this no matter what. But we want William and Jimmy in this thing. And the only way that happens is if nobody else wins it and one of these two guys battle it out. So you're going to have other manufacturers. And you got right now Richard Childers saying we want Tyler Reddick in this thing. We want to push him there. So you're being asked to do things that aren't normal. And that is why most everybody hates it. That's why Kurt, Kurt Bush or Kyle Bush, Denny Hamlin, Martin Trex. They're sitting there going, man, why does this have to be the race before this? Because now we're, we're sitting here. We're locked in. We don't have a dog in this hunt, you know, unless you want to try to say we're trying to get Eric Jones in or Christopher Bell to win. Well, but well they're being told they want to get them to win, but, so they also hate it. Well, I, I disagree. I think the guys that are in the playoffs are going for playoff points. Now, now granted, if Not you're Denny a, Hamlin hey, or Kevin Harvick. These guys don't think that. There. Well, Denny Hamlin and Kevin Harvick have a much better chance to win stages at Dover and places <laughs> like this yeah. than they do at, at Daytona. I mean, I, I think we won't be surprised to see uh, um, a if, guy that's a little bit out of the not your, one of the your, guys in the main Your original center. question was, do the drivers like it? And here's my point. You have 10 drivers that are happy about it. Ty Dillon, Ricky Stenhouse. Michael uh, McDowell, Tyler Michael Reddick. Michael McDowell, Tyler. Christopher you know, Bell. All those, these guys, guys, right. those guys are going, oh, here's a shot, here's a shot. If they even remotely like super speedway racing. But then you have 20 guys, 24 guys that are saying, oh, dear God, this is not what we want because now you have the ad. We already have big wrecks. Now you have the added benefit that we've got. We've, we're actually racing for something for people. Uh, and, and that's why I applaud NASCAR and taking the bold move of saying, you know what? This isn't going to be real popular with the drivers, but we're going to do it. it you are, I'm going to say it's 60, 70, 30 drivers that like well, it. And I was listening to, I believe it was Dale Jarrett last week. And he said, you know, when I was a driver, I'm not so sure what I would have thought about this, but he says, let me tell you how excited that I am, I am, as an, as an I am to and watch we, this now, race next week. And I think this is going to make this race one of the most intense super speedway races well, we've ever seen. And my, my dumb butt decides to come show up for this race because this is what I like. But every time I show up to this race, I'm telling you, it's without a doubt. I'll sit there and Kyle Busch will walk by and look at me and go, why the hell? Do you show up for this? And Jimmy looks and all the guys look at me and say the same thing. Why are you, why is it these, the places you like to show up to? And it's so funny because that's the attitude most of these guys have. So that attitude is where they start with. And now you add, like Dale Jarrett said, as a driver, those guys don't want it. But guess what? As an announcer, as a fan, oh, I want it. And as a part-time driver, I, you know what? To me, it, it doesn't matter to me because I can be your best friend or your worst enemy. All right. Well, let me ask you that. When you were a full-time driver. I loved it still. So, I, so I always as much it. as you still love yeah. it now? I always liked restrictor plates. I, I for Back then, restrictor plates, now super speedway. I always enjoyed this racing. You know, uh, I've always said this is a cerebral form of NASCAR. It's not a game of checkers. It's a game of chess. You look at all the pictures that we put up on the VEASAN screen, all the, all the things you're going to see. That 
when you see these cars in three, four, five wide and you see ebbs and flows and you see Kurt nipping my bumper and just missing it, those are things that one inch left or right makes a difference. These are things that you have to think four and five moves ahead that, hey, I know I want to move from here to here to here. What do I got to do to do those things? And I like the cerebral brainiac part of this form of racing. It's To me, it's fun. And is it a little more exhilarating behind the wheel sometimes? Yes. Is it even b- more boring? Here's an exhilarating part. Uh, you know, me flipping upside down, landing on my wheels. That was exhilarating. I'm not going to say it was, you know, but I feel comfortable in them. I feel comfortable with what NASCAR's done and I take that risk, but it's so, to me, this is, so, it's so much more than just brute strength. You got to have some smarts in this. All right. Now let me ask, I'm going to ask you a question is for you directly okay. on Saturday night. Okay. If you are behind Byron and Jimmy mm-hmm. and it's two or three laps to go, are you going to be a Chevy guy and help them? Or are you going to be like, look, this is my last race ever at Daytona. It's every man for himself. Screw you guys. I'm going for the win. There's two answers to this question. Two. <laughs> the public so, one and the no, private one. No, no, one. no. There, there's two. It, it's not as cut and dry as are you, aren't you? The question is, and I was asked this by Larry McReynolds with Daniel Trotta earlier this week. The question isn't, you know, are you going to go for it? If I have an opportunity to go for it at the end, and it's not going to cost me or somebody like that 15 spots, then yes, I'm going for it. If it's three of us on a breakaway, yeah, I'm going to go for it. I want to try to win this race. I'm sorry. I, I, I want to beat Now, if there's three Chevys and there are two Toyotas over here and four Fords over here, and the fact that I need to stay in line to push us to this front, and I got a shot at that top five finish, if I pull out, I'm probably going to go back to 15th or I'm going to cost all of us, then no. I'm going to stick with that Chevy draft. I'm sticking with my buddy, and I'm going to try to get that best finish that I can get for my team, and it will also affect, you know, take care of who I want. Now, there are guys that I like and guys that I dislike. So when that was asked to me, I go, well, you named that it. it's William Byron, Jimmy Johnson. Well, no offense to William. He's a nice young man, and I, I, I said he reminds me of Ricky Hendrick every time I see him, and that just is so wild that Rick Hendrick has this boy driving for him. But I'm still a Jimmy Johnson guy at that point, so... I might do what helps Jimmy more than a William. I might do what helps Tyler Reddick more than a Christopher Bell. I might do some things that might help somebody over somebody else. But in the end, if it's clear, I'm racing for me. Only one guy is going to hold the trophy up. When That's it's right. If it's clear, one, I'm racing for me. Now, if it's not clear, I'm going to do what's best for me and the, the people that I like. All right. So, And we talk about the team stuff because mm-hmm. obviously those two guys are on teams. We talked about Penske that we, and I think you and I both agree, Penske is the strongest team. Driver work, lineup. Driver, and the way they work well yes. together on the Super Speedway. So let's handicap the next. I mean, so then you got the Gibbs teams, the Hendrick teams, and then I guess probably the Stuart Haas teams. Although, as good as Kevin Harvick is, I've never thought the Stuart Haas teams work nearly as well together on these Super Speedways. They did one time. They had one time they raced well, but they, the Gibbs started this whole thing. The problem I think I have, so handicapping. The problem I have right now is the Gibbs have lately tried to do my, they they stay in the back more and run when they need to run. They can't do that this race because Eric Jones needs to be there. And well, but Eric Jones, is he not so far out of the points that he really has to win the race? What is Eric out of the points? I mean, I don't think Eric. No, you know what? Eric's got to win the race. He's got to win the race. So, so then to me, I'm going to put the handicapping back that Eric Jones is 
the, the Toyota camp, those guys have an advantage, how well they've worked together. And you add that Christopher Bell now is another Toyota that can run well. Um, that gives them five Toyotas now. I think that is a big, big bonus to them. And they can do their strategy of waiting a little bit, being patient, and run when they need to. So I would handicap them as my favorites. Um, then I'd go with, with Penske. But the problem you have with Penske is with the position that Matt Benedetto's in, they need to be up front. They have to be racing for stage points. So there's more risk involved with Penske because they're going to try to protect Matt Benedetto and get him stage points. Hendrick's so, got the same situation. And Hendrick and has got the two same guys, situation. Two of their four. But the advantage that Chevrolet has in this race is Chevrolet has, I, I don't have the stat in front of me, I think it's 17 Chevrolets in the field. Well, you know, you've got the Childress cars, which you're a part of that organization. You've, you've got, got Ty Dillon. You've got, there. I believe you've got it's the Ganassi cars with Kurt and, and Matt Kenseth out there. JTG. So you, right. So you've got, and you've got, and these guys are all very capable super speedway racers. So do you think Chevrolet, I mean, I, I think, was it this past year at the Daytona 500 that they had the big powwow meeting? Race. Every race we have. Or whatever. Okay. So there's going to be that big meeting to try to work together, which, you know, it's kind of like, what did, what did Eisenhower say? He goes, plan is a great thing until the first shot is fired. fired. Yeah. <laughs> well, and then, and well, you're, you're, the sitting, works, there, you're right? sitting there telling us all to, to like, let's make sure William and Jimmy do great and take the other guys out. And then you got a guy like Ricky Stenhouse or Tyler Reddick or Ty Dillon going, oh yeah, yeah. Hey, listen. I want to get in the playoffs too. So, you know, I mean, it's, it is, it's, it's, well, and that's who their, their responsibility is to their team and their sponsor. It's, it's not to the manufacturer. Well, all the solely. manufacturers ever ask us is to make sure that we can try to get a Chevrolet to win it. If it's you, that's fantastic. Other Chevys help. And that's where the situations in the end come in that, you know, sometimes you can help make sure you try to try to help one of our guys before we go and just bail out and help another guy. Well, and, and I think I think you're right though. It becomes very very difficult as you're going along. I mean, because if you're and in we one all know line, it. and we all try to we all try to screw the other guy. We know that you want to slow down to let somebody pull down or do this, and I'm going to hit your bumper and push you right past him. I see it happening. Oh no 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 no. I want uh uh-uh, I want to go this way because you're going to ditch me. So we 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 know what's happening. Well, and I can't imagine where how any driver who is outside of the top 17, because obviously Jimmy can point in, it, it, whether it's you or yeah. I'm especially talking about the guys that these guys that are trying to get into yeah. the playoffs, why they would do anything other than try to win the race themselves. That's, that's, that's your goal. I mean, that's, that's your only goal, right? That's your goal. Because it's the only way you're going to get into the playoffs. But if you're not in position, it. help your manufacturer. So, if Ty Dillon's sixth in line, he ain't going to win. But try to make sure that a, that a Chevrolet is up there to win. Well, I think it's going to be interesting to see how the whole team dynamic works out. I, I'm just excited that it's going to be day, Daytona. Uh, we're going to come back on Gone Racing in a few minutes. We're going to start breaking down the odds to win the race. We've got the top threes. We got all of our driver head to heads. We got our group matchups. A lot of fun stuff to talk to. We'll be right back. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And guess what? So are we. Just in case you forgot, I'm Tori Deal. I'm a six-time finalist and 
and a challenge champion. And I'm Anissa Ferrer, and I've been gracing your screens for the last two decades. I am a veteran challenger and challenge all-star. And speaking of all-stars, All-Stars 4 is finally here. I'm going to be honest. I literally thought this day was never going to come. Well, the challenge gods have answered our prayers, and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, redemption seekers, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. Anyone can win, relationships matter, and only one all-star will claim the title of Challenge Champion. Listen to MTV's official Challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Nikki Glazer Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glazer Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glazer Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glazer Podcast to start listening. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back to our weekly NASCAR show. Live from the Sportsbook at the South Point Hotel and Casino in Las Vegas. Now, back to Gone Racing. Welcome back into another edition, Gone Racing. It's our segment two. Jeff Motley alongside Brendan Gone. And Brendan, it's time to start talking about the odds to win the race this weekend at Daytona, a race that you're going to be in. Your last I'm down race, there. Your I'm last there. race ever at Daytona. It's, it's, um, it is most likely going to be my last one at Daytona. We, uh, I've, everybody keeps wanting me to come back next year to the 500, and I, I just don't see it. That's why I tell you, they're, they're, you know, they didn't bring the new next gen car in they're not going to bring it till 2022 so I'm, you know I'm you tired. might change your mind i'm tired then. let's talk about the two guys at the top <laughs> of the board though that that uh, once again are at the top of the board and both decidedly so denny hamlin is, is a hell of a super speedway racer well and i don't think we're surprised that denny is the top of the board and and i think kevin just because kevin has been so good kevin is just always going to be at the top of the board but cool. I really, really love the fact that we got all these big double-digit odds. Oh, not a lot of double-digit odds. But how about let's go to Denny Hamlin for one second. Last ten races at Daytona, Denny Hamlin's got three wins. He won the Daytona 500. I mean, he's won and, this year's race. And you always tell me it's a crapshoot. Then how does a guy in ten races have three wins? I'm not saying. Uh, uh, yes, you right, are. Here's why I'm saying it's also a crapshoot because we've seen guys like Ricky Stenhouse, David Reagan, and Trevor Bain get their only wins. Look, I'll give, you, these I'll give you a better reason why, why you call it a crapshoot. Denny Hamlin, third, first, 17th, 17th, 24th, third, 38th, first, 26th, first. Anything can happen. And I will guarantee you all those spots where he finished outside those He was top running 10, in the top five when it probably happened. was, and there was a big wreck. Now, Kevin Harvick, though, 10 races, three top tens. So 
if you're looking, he is the favorite because he's Kevin Harvick and he should be right now. They're co-favorites almost. But it's after that, double digits. And you and I talked about the start of the show, Jeff. Double digits on Brad Keselowski, Joey Logano, and Ryan Blaney. I love that. I mean, and Chase Elliott, 14 to 1, along with Kyle Busch. We can look at some other numbers. Martin Turks Jr., 18 to 1. Eric Almarola. I think Eric Almarola has a win at Daytona. He does have a win um, at 20 to 1. And he almost won the 500 when Austin Dillon, they were running 1 2 to the finish. And in fact, I believe he might have was going to win that race. And he was Austin in front. Austin run made sure the, he won the race. Austin made sure he won. Kurt Busch, another guy who uh, I think is an underrated super speedway racer, has a Daytona 500 win mm-hmm. under his belt at 20 to one. Jimmy Johnson, and, and this is a kind of race to me that that I think Jimmy has probably got a better chance to win this week than in some of the other races he's been in this year. So he's also 20 to one. Ricky Stenhouse Jr., a guy we talked about who is basically has to win to get into the playoffs at 20 to one. A few guys at 25. Alex Bowman. Clint Boy Eric Jones on down. William Byron is twenty eight to one. That makes me think that somebody's probably put a little bit of money on William Byron. He probably didn't start at twenty eight to one. Matt DiBenedetto thirty to one. Austin Dillon thirty three. Christopher Bell and Chris Busher at forty to one. And you know you've got some other long shots out here. One I really like sixty six to one is Bubba Wallace. Um, He's, he has run really well lately on on super speedways. I, I, you are correct about it. he hasn't finished there every time, just like the rest of us. You know, maybe doesn't have the finishes to show. But I think he has a top three finish at Daytona, doesn't he? Does he? in the well, Daytona five hundred? And he should have had a couple others. He uh, he's got a second place at the five hundred a couple years ago. Bunch of fifteens, but average running position way up there in in the top ten. Uh, Bubba has is done very well there. Um, I'm, the, look, this is another race though. We could have the triple digit guys win this race. I mean, you look at Ryan priest is pretty good. Daniel Suarez is pretty good. You know, you got guys back there. Notice they don't have a lot. Like normally we see the whole second page is triple digit. Well, and you've got more double digit and then, and I think that's, I think that's pretty obvious that, I mean, they realize that some of these guys like Bubba Wallace could win this race. You're, you're at a hundred to one along with Ryan priest. And I think if I was probably looking at it, you Ryan priest, Probably are the only and two. And Corey LaJoy. Is his car good enough yes, to win? Yes, his car's good. All right, his so there's good. three cars that are probably good enough to win if they're in the right spot. I'm not sure Daniel Suarez's car is good enough to win, and I really don't see anybody beyond Daniel Suarez. I just don't – I mean, a triple-digit well, winner is going to be but hard. Remember, we ha- remember what happened in this race last year. You had Justin Haley in the 77 car with rain win the race. You know, and we I mean, know it can rain in Florida. And, and so, and, I mean, uh, if anybody plays a strategy, that's what, that's what makes this. That's why there's no 1,000 to ones, you know, that because any, the rain comes, Justin Haley ends up being your unlikely winner, and everybody goes, oh, my God. You know, and he was, a, I think he was like a 1,000 to one shot I last year. I can't even imagine. Race, so I wonder if they even put odds on him. I uh, mean. They, they, they put most of them up. I mean, so it's, you could, we saw the string of triple-digit winners earlier this year at places we did not expect it. This is a place that could be expected and they're like you said they're Corey ryan myself triple digits that are there i kind of agree with you daniel's equipment has been lacking lately uh i don't know if i'd jump on that toyota or not yeah and then when i look at the rest of those guys all those guys at 250 to one i just that's just rain strategy that's just a a rain you're right or, that's or, the only chance they would have is rain and they've got to manage to be on the lead lap to even be able to use the rain strategy which maybe they would be able to do it okay when we come back on gone racing we're going to start breaking down the top three at daytona as well as the driver head-to-head matchups.
to our weekly NASCAR show, live from the Sportsbook at the South Point Hotel and Casino in Las Vegas. Now, back to Gone Racing. Just a reminder, if you missed anything from today's show, you can download the Gone Racing podcast today. Not only is it free, but you can download and listen to the show before it airs here on VEASAN. The new Gone Racing podcast is available via Apple, Google, iHeart, Spotify, Stitcher, and at vison.com slash podcasts. Jeff Motley, Brendan Gone, back for segment Stitcher. three of Gone Racing. And, uh, Brendan, it's time to start talking about the top three picks as well as we'll get to our driver head-to-heads. Our top three, as usual, it kind of mirrors what we see with the odds to win the race. And a little foreshadowing, I'm probably going to be heavy in the top three this week. <laughs> okay. Well, I th- you know, and I think that's probably a good place to go because there are still really, really good odds. I mean, we talked about those Penske cars. Now, the favorite, of course, for a top three is Denny Hamlin plus 190, which I think is a really good number on Denny Hamlin given his success at Daytona and his prowess on these super speedways to get him at a, at a big plus number like that. Kevin Harvick's plus 275, but then two Penske drivers, Logano, Keselowski at plus 325, and Ryan Blaney plus 350. I mean, I think there's a really good chance that if Keselowski were to win the race, that Logano and Blaney could run 2-3. I mean, that could certainly happen in a situation. But, the, but what also can happen is they're all running together. They get all wiped and out all in the same end up, wreck. end up and leaving before gone. the race is over. That's the risk. That's the betting risk this week on going in on manufacturer or, or teammate specific is they're all going to be together. They all go out together. They all win together. Well, and I think one of the tough things that we get into the top three we talk about this week is you, you see guys you're not used to seeing have really low odds. And the fact that Ricky Stenhouse Jr. is at a plus 550. Uh, even guys like Chris Buescher and Christopher Bell, uh, Cole Custer, uh, Tyler Reddick, they're 10 to 1. Uh, we don't ever see these guys low, at 10 to 1 for yeah. top three. So um, the top three, I mean, and you said you may go heavy on them when we do our picks in the last segment. But there's not nearly the big payoffs on the top three. But there are really good playoffs, payoffs on some really good drivers. Yes. And, and if you look at, you know, like you said, Chris Bell, Chris, Chris Boucher is a heck of a super speedway racer also, 10 to 1. Small, we're used to seeing bigger, but still is a good return at 10 to 1. And if you go to the second page, Ryan Newman, yes, he had the big crash at Daytona. He's already had another restrictor plate race since then to get over the jitters. Talladega. A super speedway race uh, since then. So, I mean, Ryan Newman, though, one hell of a, of a super speedway driver. Um, Cole Custer, Tyler Reddick, all 10 to 1s. Matt Kenseth, Michael McDowell, the one I keep talking about. Michael McDowell and Ty Dillon, and even John Hunter Nemechek has had a phenomenal race there at the Daytona 500. Those are numbers. You mentioned Bubba Wallace, all of them 16 to 1. And Bubba has finished in the top three at Daytona Absolutely. before. You know, and I'm 25 to one. Ryan Priest and Corey LaJoy, the three of us, 25 and 30 to one. We've mentioned those guys. Those are all numbers that could come to fruition. I mean, it, it, they, they're they a good return. And once again, you can go all in as a better. I can go all in on the Penske camp, the Gibbs camp, the Hendrick camp. But if one wreck happens, it's going to take out. Most of those guys, you could lose everybody. But and you mentioned yourself. I mean, it's it's, it's kind of funny that that we talk about you on the on the board because you're also sitting here doing the, doing show. the show. But I mean, you're 25 to one, and if people should remember that, I mean, what's less than a year ago, you were out front at Talladega with what three to go, four to go. How many was how many if, laps was left in, in that race? Dave Moody loves to say that I have won the ta- the the Super Speedway 499 like six times. Um, <laughs> you know, I, I the the one thing is. If you go back to the last bunch of them, I was I was in the lead at Talladega when we went upside down with six to go. 
I, at the Daytona 500 last year, I was third with one to go. We got a nice picture if and you're watching you us on me and Kurt on, yeah, on TV there. Uh, you know, three I, Vegas guys taken out in one wreck. In one wreck. Yep. We 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 have a knack for being there at the end. So at the Daytona 500 this year, I was third until Ryan Newman flipped. And I had to check up to, to duck underneath him, and a couple guys passed me. I finished seventh. So, I mean, the, those numbers are doable. And you look at Ryan Newman. He was there. We are guys that, that can get it done. This is a, re, a place, like I said, I'm going to be heavy in the top threes today. Well, and I think it's, you know, I think it's harder for some of the lower guys to win. But I definitely think when you – like a guy that just always jumps out at me when we talk about Daytona and Talladega is Austin Dillon. Yes. And seeing him at a plus 850, and it would not shock me at all to see him finish in the top three. No, he, it, and, and once again, but if he finishes in the top three, I can promise you Ty Dillon, Tyler Reddick, and myself will probably be somewhere near that top three as well. Go in on manufacturer or, or teammate, and you have a chance. But that risk also is – you get caught up in the big wreck. If if you know that if Brad Keselowski wrecks, guess who's most likely going to be there in that wreck? Joey Logano, Ryan Blaney, and potentially Matt DiBenedetto. There you go. So that's that's the risk reward of betting the the super speedway. Well, and I think one of the things you're going to see, I think because of, and I don't maybe the desperation is a bad word to use, but because of the position that DiBenedetto, Johnson, and Byron are in. I think you're going to see more craziness at the end of the stages. stages. Um, and, and maybe some of these guys, well, here's the other thing. You could say, too, if you're, if you're a guy like a Kyle Bush or a Kurt Bush or you know, Alex Bowman, these guys, every point counts. And you're like, okay, I'm locked into the playoffs. But I need a playoff point. But I need a playoff point because those playoff points are going to be valuable. I mean, you, I, I I think you problem, might be a, take a little bit more risk than you normally would. I think the problem is the risk is going to be that, that you're either going to try to steal points – the Hendrick guys would rather steal points from Matt Benedetto, and the the Penske guys are going to try to steal points from Jimmy and William Byron. So they're going to hang them out to dry. More they're than going to try. They're going to try to get those points to make sure that those guys don't get them because they're all trying to get their guy in position. So it is going to be an absolute wild run to these stage ends. It's I, I'm telling you, you want to watch a race to see to putting this Daytona race, Dale Jarrett. As a driver, he may not have liked it, but as a fan, I'm going to really enjoy watching well, this. I think we all are. And, yep. and by the way, at the end of stages, if you're thinking about me in fantasy and you want fantasy points, I'm going to be a fan just like you are on the couch. I'm going to be sitting back there going, oh, man. Brendan's going to get a nice view out of his windshield until <laughs> the right. final stage. All right, we got about a minute and a half left in this segment. And that's why we left but, it the head-to-heads, which, the head-to-heads. Which typically head-to-heads, and there's even this week, there's not a lot of great head-to-heads. But I am perplexed. <laughs> Denny Hamlin is the favorite to win the race. He's a favorite to finish in the top three, yet he is an underdog to plus Joey Logano, Ryan Blaney, both. He's plus 105. Can you explain that to me? No, I cannot. But but what you do love about head-to-heads on a week like this is how often do you see Ricky Stenhouse Jr. even money, minus 110 to Kyle Bush's minus 110? Yeah, and oh, we get the Kirk Kyle Bush matchup this week. Oh, which do we they have very Kyle? rarely ever do oh, the, bro- the do brother, the brother matchup. matchup? Of course, they're both minus one ten, but I think it's kind of interesting to have both of those. Um, there's very little on the plus line. It, yeah. it, I think the interesting thing is it's one of the rare weeks that we see Kevin Harvick and Denny Hamlin both on plus lines, which is kind of actually surprising to me. I'm not even really sure why Kevin Harvick's on a plus line either. You got you got nothing it's, for that. It's nothing. I just I look once again. We talk about it. You look at these during these weeks. Well, and what you and got? I mean, head to head matchups during super speedways. Just 
Well, and that's the thing. We've got a bunch of minus one tens too, and that's what you're going to find. So I think we you want to have you want to have fun time. Bet on the brothers. Well, and that's what kinda, that's right. Bet on the brothers. And that's what we kind of do. Stay away from the head-to-head matchups. All right, we come back on Gone Racing. It's going to be group matchups. Talk about how we did last week at Dover. We'll make our picks for Daytona. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And guess what? So are we. Just in case you forgot, I'm Tori Deal. I'm a six-time finalist and a Challenge champion. And I'm Anissa Ferrer, and I've been gracing your screens for the last two decades. I am a veteran challenger and Challenge All-Star. And speaking of All-Stars, All-Stars 4 is finally here. I'm going to be honest. I literally thought this day was never going to come. Well, the challenge gods have answered our prayers and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, redemption seekers, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. Anyone can win, relationships matter, and only one all-star will claim the title of Challenge Champion. Listen to MTV's official Challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back to our weekly NASCAR show. Live from the Sportsbook at the South Point Hotel and Casino in Las Vegas. Now, back to Gone Racing. From the Indeed.com studio. Find the high-impact hire your business needs at Indeed.com slash high-impact. That's Indeed.com slash high-impact for more information. Jeff Motley, alongside Brendan Gone, our final segment of Gone Racing this week. We're going to break down the top three. This week's race at Daytona, the final race of the regular season before NASCAR gets ready to start its playoffs next week can, at Darlington. And side note, can you believe NASCAR? Kuda, we said it last week, but Jim France, Steve Phelps, Mike Hilton, way to go. 
all the stuff you had to deal with back on schedule. Back on schedule. And and no other sports. With one league. race to go. With one race yeah. to go, they got back on schedule yeah. for the playoffs to be. I think right now the NFL might be the only other sport that's really on schedule. It doesn't have. Because even. even but they were all. I mean, it was. They, their season didn't start. Well, they haven't started. So I guess they're not on schedule. They didn't play any preseason games. They didn't games, play preseason right? games. But, I mean, way to go. Way to go, Jim, Ben Kennedy, all, the, all you guys yeah. over at NASCAR. Yeah. I agree. Applaud you for the yeoman's work you had to put in to get this thing. And we where have it is. had. We have only had two drivers miss Three, one you, race if each. If you count, you've had Jimmy Johnson. And Austin Dillon. Austin Dillon. You had Spencer Davis in the trucks. Okay, well, I was referring only to the Cup and, Series. And myself, so. who didn't miss a race. You didn't miss a race. But, I mean, way to go, guys. Right. Way to do it safe. Way to do it right. Way to get back on schedule. Completely agree. Okay, let's start talking about our group matchups. Uh, we look at our Group A uh, um, <laughs> big surprise that we got three Penske cars. I mean, you and I have talked up Penske, and Denny Hamlin gets thrown in the mix with the Penske guys, but we see Joey Logano and Ryan Blaney at plus 245, Denny Hamlin plus 275, and Brad Keselowski plus 315. What does this mean? The, the, the guys setting the odds think that Joey and Ryan don't like Brad? <laughs> uh, I, you know, I mean, Brad Keselowski should be the favorite in that group if you want the truth, but if you look at recent history, I can see why you say Joey or Ryan. But right there, that's that's the deal of are you betting the Gibbs camp or are you betting the Penske camp? You can take the Gibbs camp and you and you are all a standalone. You don't have to bet. Right now, the hard part is Joey, Ryan, or Brad, which one of those three is going to be in that Penske group together? Very difficult to bet one of those three. So you could bet Denny Hamlin, and you're just at least betting for the Gibbs camp versus the Penske camp. I like that Denny Hamlin pick there. All right, let's take a look at Group B. Now at Group B, we've got two teammates in Kevin Harvick, Eric Amarola. They're plus 270. They're not the favorite. Chase Elliott from the Hendrick camp is plus 235. And then Kyle Busch is the long shot there at plus 300. You've got a, a Chevy driver, two Ford drivers, and a Toyota driver all in Group B, which I think that's kind of – that. I think that makes this group a very interesting dynamic. Well, and it makes it the toughest group to handicap. Like, talk about the first one. You're going Penske versus Gibbs. Easy to pick one or the other. Because I wouldn't pick between the three Penske cars. It's too tough. Which, exactly, which I this think makes one, that one hard. Yeah, but right. this one makes it where, what do you pick? Do you go with the two teammates? Do you go with the standalone Chevy guy? That's a tough one right there. I'm not touching that one with a 10-foot pole. Well, and, and, and I look at Kevin Harvick as a guy that, I mean, Kevin is trying to rack up every point Kevin can rack up. But Kevin also really doesn't like super speedways. Well. So he may be sitting there going, uh -huh, phone it in today. Yeah, well, trust me. If Kevin Harvick has a chance he to win. He don't phone it in. Here's he, the thing. He, Kevin Him Harvick, and Rodney don't phone nothing in. I don't think in. I've ever seen Kevin Harvick no. phone it in. Kevin and Rodney I mean, did not phone anything in. So as much as I say, as soon as I say that, I look and contradict myself and go, yeah, Kevin don't phone it in. Uh, it, it's, it, we're just... We, we throw our heads out the window when we get to when we put our helmet on. Mm, yeah, and and you've done it with your hat on right now. So, all right, let's take a look at Group C now. Kurt Busch, Ricky Stenhouse Jr., the co-favorites at plus two twenty-five. You know, Ricky wins a couple of these big super speedway races, and everybody jumps on the Stenhouse bandwagon. Alex Bowman is plus three twenty, and Clint Boyer plus three twenty-five. Clint Boyer is good at these places. He hates them. He absolutely hates them. But he's not bad at them. But again, it's kind of like what I went back to. I just don't feel like the Stuart Haas cars have really worked as well together on these tracks, and I think, I think that's going to hurt him a little bit. I think, I think you know, well, Kurt's not going to work with Ricky. We know that. <laughs> <laughs> but I, again, I think Kurt is such uh, an underrated super speedway racer, and and I really like, I like kind of like Kurt in that group. Group D is the one I want us to get to. This well, right here is the, the 
oh my God, you want to watch this group all day long anyway. Well, I think it's fantastic that we've got William Byron and Jimmy Johnson in the same group. With um, Matt Benedetto and Eric Jones. Eric Jones. So you've, and I think, you think there was like a little bit of humor in putting I think there's humor those in four this together. One. So what is that? 14, that's what, 15, 16, 17, and 18 in the points, that's right? That's it. All running together. So um, now I don't want to bet it. <laughs> well, and other than Eric Jones, win that group and you're in the playoffs. That's, I mean, that right Pretty there. Much. And there's no real favorite, 265s and 270s, two of them and two of them. Uh, it's that right there, though. That's going to be the group to watch. And that's going to be the group that you're going to focus on all race. But it, to bet it, I would. That's that right there is nuclear fallout. Well, and then we move on to Group E, which we got Chris Busher in Group E this week. As the favorite, even. As the favorite at plus 245. And then we got Christopher Bell, Ryan Newman, Cole Custer. Now, if remind me, but I believe the last time we were at Daytona, Ryan Newman had a great chance to win until he got turned upside down when he could see the, the flag waving. I mean, he it was, was basically Denny, Ryan, and, and Ryan. Uh, Ryan Blaney Ryan was also Ryan. there with him when he got turned upside down. I think Ryan Newman, it being plus 275, it is a really good pick against two rookies and, and Chris Bush. The only fear is if he's shaking off the rust from that you know, spectacular crash that he had. Um, so, you know, I saw him shake it off at Talladega. I think he's going to be okay. Chris Boucher is a really good super speedway racer. Um, so, you, you know, there, there is some there. But I do like Newman in that because Newman just – Newman knows how to flat out get it done at super speedways. Well, and then we look into Group F. We've got Matt Kenseth, Michael McDowell, and John Hunter Nemechek are all plus 260. And then Ryan Priest coming in there at plus 290. You know, we've talked about Michael McDowell. But and he well, is a really good super speedway racer. Here's the fun one about this group. This is this is a group that I I'd like to break down for a second. Ryan Priest normally hangs to wait for the end. John Hunter Nemechek normally hangs to wait for the end. McDowell lately has tried not to and had a few worse finishes. I think he's going to hang away for the end. Matt Kenseth is just racing. But you have guys that will play that odd strategy. But I think that Ryan might have to go up and play. I think that John Hunter is going to wait. I think McDowell finally is going to wait. And I think Matt Kenseth is going to go up and play. So that puts me at McDowell and John Hunter as to who I think is better. John Hunter has shown great prowess, but McDowell shows consistency. Yeah, and I'll tell you, I don't know what's happened over the last maybe six weeks, but you know, we were so high on John Hunter Nemechek. John Hunter and, had and a great start. Like the last six season. weeks, it's kind of, it seems like that team has, has tailed off and they've had some problems. But I, I really like McDowell there too, yep. so definitely like that. All right, it's that time in the show when we Here can we start go. making our picks and we can actually talk a little bit about our picks from Dover last week, which I don't really think any of us It wasn't. Do. It wasn't terrible. I, I mean, You and I got one right, and our – Karina, I, our producer, our pit crew got none right. But like, I want to say it wasn't terrible like the because fourth week in a row, I believe. Yeah, she, she's she's. If you want to know what not to do right now, stick with pit crew and Karina and go the opposite direction. <laughs> Karina, we're sorry, we love you. You know that. And so. and she's not here with us today, uh, uh, producing. So we got we got old Aunt, producer Ann back there. I think they say Karina might be home producing. I don't. Know. We, listen, we are on the fly. We got professionals you call behind her old the cameras because she's older than you. Is that why you said that? No, old Karina. Like oh 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 Karina. I don't know. Oh, but. Uh, I want to talk about that. I did win the week by point two five. Yes, that was a you eked it out over me there. My head, to, I've been sticking to them head to heads. Them head to heads have been winners. Actually, today. you're wrong. I won. No, you you're, didn't. No, you were minus. No, you, uh, that is wrong on the board. I believe I was. No, 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 no. Your only winner oh. was a plus one point oh, oh five, and mine was one point three. See, I knew you'd been oh. beating your chest before we got to this, and then realized. Mm-hmm, All right, let's just go. let's forget about last week. Now let's just go to this week. Yes. 
Good. I, I can don't at least beat my chest for being the the the, <laughs> the smallest Dang loser. Of Man, the week, you so. wrote this email really wonky. Well, you maybe you should have read it better. Uh, apparently, take more time to read. Okay. Re- reading, it's a skill. Reading. He Left, to, right, up, down. He went to Georgetown. We're not going to hold it against him. So, oh, hokey. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's go over the uh, the pit crews picks for this week. Uh, they've t- taken Joey Logano for a top three. Like it. Uh, be taking Denny Hamlin over Joey Logano. That's a plus one hundred five there. They went uh, to the head to heads even. Kevin Harvick over Brad Keselowski plus one hundred five. I think they just couldn't pass up having Denny Hamlin and Kevin Harvick with a plus number, which that makes good sense. They're taking Jimmy Johnson to win at twenty to one, which I think is uh, is brave, but. Well, but it's not a, I mean, you, there's so many people that are going to oh, be working to get that win. No, because I've got more to talk about later on in my picks, maybe. <laughs> and uh, and William Byron for a top three at plus 700. And that is a pick crew picks. Mr. I, Gone? I, I, I like some of those picks. I'm, I cannot knock those picks. Uh, mine, I'm going to have to start off with my usual Mr. Motley. My disclaimer to the great folks at NASCAR. This is entertainment. What did purposes. I say two weeks ago that you got mad at me? That junk or something you said I yeah. called your yeah you called my picks junk, <laughs> and it was picking me. Uh, so, as uh, as usual, when I do my picks when I'm in the race, I am picking myself to win at 100 to one. Yes, it can. Yes, I can, and I'm going for it. I am picking myself in a top three at 25 to one, and now I'm going to I'm going to stick in those top threes like we talked. I'm going Jimmy Johnson, Matt to Benedetto, because. They have so many people trying to try to work with getting them points to get them to the finish. If they don't wreck, they're probably going to be in that mix for it. I think I got a good shot at one or both of those hitting. And then I'm going to do my last pick like we just talked. I'm going Group F. I am going the Ron Flatter Group, not Chris Boucher. I'm going Michael McDowell. Uh, I do like what Michael does at these places, and I think he is a extremely talented super speedway racer and he knows how to be patient and he's going for a win this time and he knows he has to be there at the end. All right. Actually, I like some of those picks. I like some of the pickers picks because we may be sharing a few. I'm, I'm going Denny Hamlin to win at plus 600. And I don't know why, but I'm also going Jimmy Johnson to win at 20 to one. No, no reason I, not I just to. Think, he, he, I think he's going a, for, he's going for it. I think there's a real opportunity there for him to win. Um, I'm also going to go with uh, Brad Keselowski, a plus 325 to get a top three. And I'm going to go to the groups, and I'm going to go down to the bottom of the groups for my other picks. I'm going to go Ryan Newman at plus like 275 like in Group E, and I'm going to go Michael McDowell at plus 260 in Group F. So those are my picks. We've got your picks. We've got the pick crew's picks. And we've got less than a minute to go, and I'm just going to give you a little chance to reflect on your last race ever at Daytona. Is there, I mean, is there, I mean have you thought about it? Yeah, I mean, look, Daytona's a special place. I, I've said this before. I didn't expect these years anyway. The Beard family gave me these years that I did not expect to have. I retired in 2017, and I was done. And the Beard family said, oh, come on, come play. And listen, I, you know, somebody offers you to come play in a cup car, you know, at places I like to race. I can't say. But uh, it, it's been a lot of fun, and I'm trying to go out with a big bang. We got a, a, a seven-place finish, Daytona 500. Let's try to better that finish, Motley. Well, and we can talk even more about your career in a few weeks when we have Talladega okay. coming up in about five weeks. But um, we're all looking forward to to you racing this Saturday weekend. Uh, everybody tune in Daytona Saturday night. That's it for Jeff Molly, Brennan Gone on Gone Racing. Good luck Saturday night in Daytona.
MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.